up, everybody? This is Avin Kampan Hoel, joining you once again on the Cantina MX podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Another uh, week of Liga MX and all kinds of Mexican soccer going on. How's it going, Hoel? Kivuleao. Pretty good right here watching some CONCACAF Liga de Campeones. Um, oh, yeah. things, things aren't looking too good for the so-called big teams. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been keeping up slightly. I know a lot of people are excited about the CONCACAF champions. Atlanta's down 3-1. to one. Yeah, the other results have been not too good. It's the 60, 60th minute right now. They're playing away to Herediano of Costa Rica. And um, well, Atlanta is because they, they have that big transfer, um, which is uh, Piti Martinez that they got from River Plate. They pay like in excess of $50 million. And then they have Joseph Martinez, who they have. They had also paid top dollar to bring. Um, so to see them losing to Herediano, a, a bit surprising, not too surprising because MLS teams are in preseason mode uh, to an extent, you know, because on the other side of the coin, we just saw Kansas City whoop Toluca 3-0. So uh, not really making excuses, but that's just how it goes. Um, just because yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit different to to judge teams when, when they're just starting the season to when they're in full swing, you know, they've been playing already for a month. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's what we have right now. Um, yeah, it was not not so too good Tigres, for Toluca. Tigres lost as well. Um, Tigres, and I watched some oh, of that. Man. It didn't look like, and they, I mean, they were missing like crazy. Toluca didn't, uh, or Tuca didn't didn't seem to. Uh, Worried about anything though, they lost one to zero to Saprissa. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad result for it to be on the road. Yeah. Usually that's that's a pretty good result. Um, can you just win at home? Uh, so but three zero is is definitely bad. Because I, I mean, think you... all of the all of the Mexican teams have been on the road. So Santos, yeah. Tigres, Toluca, and Monterrey, they all were on the road. Santos yeah. was the only one that won, and Monterrey tied. And we've seen it before, um, you know, with Mexican teams go on the road, and they look pretty poor. And then when they when they host the home game, they usually trash the other team. It's like, like, like all of a sudden, it's like, okay, okay we're, we're going to take it serious now. Okay. Ahora sí vamos a jugar de de veras. Yeah. So we should uh, do a preview here of Jornada 8 while we wait for John, who's out. He's out and about. He's he's looking for kolaches or something. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's get it started with the Friday games for uh, Torneo Clausura 2019. Liga MX, Jornada 8. So we have two games on Friday, which is um, tomorrow. 
<clears throat> and first up, we get Veracruz, which at this point, they, they're pretty much relegated. Uh, and they're hosting Cruz Azul, who have not been looking too good. Uh, they were just recently eliminated from Copa MX by Alberiges. I think Alebrijes. I'm saying that right. Alberiges. 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 I love it. Yeah, Alberiges is like a cricket, right? It's like a cricket. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but and and uh, whether the thing there is that Cruz Azul are defending champions, and this is a tournament that they were still taking serious, um, and uh, so it's a pretty disappointing, just because Cruz Azul season has been pretty tough. I mean, not so tough because they're they're basically. Three points away from fifth, which would be in the qualifying zone. But uh, as we talked about it last week, this is not what is expected of Cruz Azul by its fans, who uh, a lot of them seem to have been abandoning the team as far as like the, the stadium. Um, the support they showed last season was phenomenal. And, and this time around, they seem a bit, I, I don't know, frustrated would, would be the key word, frustazul. Um, yeah. so, so it's, it's, I think, uh, this is a pretty, this should be a pretty good game for them. Um, if they can't beat Veracruz, it's, I mean, that team will be, they'll be in trouble, man. Veracruz is, is just very poor. They have minus nine goal differential and, uh, They've lost five games and only drawn two. So Cruz Azul is being thrown here, you know, some cannon fodder. I, I think they, they should, it should be a big win for them. I think a big win here could, could set them right back up, you know, put them back on the, put them back on track. Yeah. And I don't think the craziness of, uh, of the, uh, what is it, Puerto de Veracruz? Yeah, will affect them. This shouldn't affect them too much, even though the stadium can be. Yeah, where the camel, of course, Temo Blanco, balled up his <laughs> fist in anger. <laughs> in anger. Yeah, and and they they do need to win, especially that they're coming off uh, a, a home loss to Santos, so they need to bounce back and. You're not getting an easier rival. Uh, it's, it's between them and Querétaro. Uh, so, Cruz Azul must win for them. And I think there was some uh, Fuera Caicinha remarks yeah. going on in the stadium. And and there's even, even a part of the fans already wanting former coach Paco Gemes back. Saying that, uh, you know, they should have never let him go. <laughs> come okay. back. Baby, come back. Um, so, so yeah, if, if, if uh, another bad performance by Cruz Azul, and yeah, the, the fans will turn on, on Caixinha. Just, he's just been, you know, he had that comment, uh, 
not too long ago about he doesn't talk about skirts when asked about the Liga Femenil. Yeah. So all these little things add up. So let's let's see. Let's see that that should be an interesting game. Uh so best of luck for Cruz Azul. One just one last thing before we finish on this game. Um just Liga MX being Liga MX, even if even if Veracruz gets relegated, there's still a chance that they'll stay. Uh they're just gonna have to pay some type of fee and that they'll be able to keep keep their status. But but we'll talk more on that as the season ends because we'll have a clearer picture. Liga MX likes to flip the script all the time. So no point in speculating right now. Uh, <clears throat> so moving on, the second match for Friday is Atlas versus Tigres. And Atlas... Atlas had a pretty good start of the season. They were they were uh, they were pretty high up. I believe they were previous to Jornada Siete. They were they were in a like in fourth place, and uh, they just suffered. They coming from back to back defeats. So they they had lost to America and then then a big loss to Chivas. It was a, never never pretty to lose to lose a. Clásico Tapatio and, and they lost three nil and now they've been knocked all the way to ninth and with a minus one goal differential so you know it, the season's still looking good for Atlas being how, how bad they've been how abysmal they've been uh, and, and now they're facing uh, Tigres which is goddamn talk about uphill battle and especially as we talked earlier, Tigres coming off of a, a loss in, in Conca Champions, Tigres, you know, se van a desquitar with, with Atlas. Yeah. Atlas is, yeah, it's, it's like the, the, Atlas is going to be the battered wife with Tigres being the angry husband coming home and just taking out his frustration. <laughs> the angry Caicena coming home. <laughs> what? Caixinha, so you mean Tuca. You mean angry Tuca. Well, Tuca. Tuca's, yeah. not, Tuca's not angry with the, uh, with the wife. No, no, Caixinha's angry with the wife. <laughs> the, the wife in skirts. Well, that, that could be with... with that would be for, for Veracruz. Yeah, for Veracruz. <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying tiburones are going to be the skirts. But we, yeah, we're, we should see the same, pretty much almost the same scenario here with, with Tigres is just gonna look to just take advantage of, of, uh, of Atlas right there, man. Yeah, eventually they, those they, opportunities are gonna start, they're gonna start they, going in. Well, yeah, and as, as we know, Tigres has that big rivalry with, with Monterrey, you know, and, and Monterrey, man, there, there's, they're just one point behind. So Tigres wants to win. They they need to win something this season. They they've gone too long now without any silverware. Just just because of the team they have, you know? So I think this this and then just knowing Tuca, Tuca knows the league and he knows this Atlas, this is one of those games where you need to take points from. Um so yeah, and and I think he I didn't, I didn't see what team he played with, 
uh, at Conca Champions. I'm going to take a guess here and say that he he rested a few of his key players. Uh, I think uh, I know Vargas was playing. Yeah, but Vargas has been benched. Let's see what the report is. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it as well. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so, but I mean, so Tigres is, is doing good. They're in second place. Uh, just one point behind Monterrey. And then Atlas is in ninth, which another defeat would knock him down. Could knock him down potentially to like 14, 15th place. You know, somewhere down there. I guess they'll be right at home. But that that's like big, big match for Atlas that they, they don't want to lose. Um, so moving on to Saturday, the bulk of the matches, five games will be played on Saturday. Uh, and there's the... There's the... Um, Morelia versus Querétaro. That's that's like the the game the game we refer to as bum fights. These are the bottom of the table teams with Monarcas just they're in sixteenth and Querétaro is dead last. They're having lost all seven games. And and so this this match I say the highlight is that Buse just just took over Querétaro. And we haven't seen Rey Midas in a while. He he did give Querétaro their only title ever in in um in first division, which was a Copa MX. And and he let was it was it him was it was him it? that let that let them to the final when they had Ronaldinho? Yeah, he did. Yeah, right. I think he took over Nacho. Um, but he even so, he even benched. Ronaldinho one time and, and he was upset. That's right. That's right. You don't mess with Rey Midas. But Busetich, he's, he's a very good coach. Um, so let's see what, what he could do with this really bad Querétaro side. Um, and rest in peace, uh, or not rest in peace, but uh, adios to uh, Rafa Puente Jr. Unfortunately. What, what do you mean, rest in peace? He's not dead, no. man. Well, I, oh, I, mean, I didn't mean rest he in peace. He's going back to telenovelas. I mean, see, see you later. <laughs> yeah, telenovelas. He, he did. He used to be a, he used to be on soap operas. Um, but no, I, I still think he's a good coach. He just had a bad season. It's, it's happened to the best of them. Um, he had a very poor season. Um, and but he's he's still young. He's 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 one of the youngest, if not the youngest coaches right now in uh in Liga MX. I, I could see him returning. Might take him a while, but I, I could see and he him. wasn't he wasn't given the great team sort of to begin with. But yeah, yeah going they, seven they, going seven losses, man, that's 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 pretty tough. Yeah, and. This is this is probably the worst. They only scored three goals, three goals in seven games. They allowed eighteen yeah, for a minus crazy. fifteen differential. So, yeah, that team was bad all around. Because sometimes you could you could be bad, but you're you know not you're not that bad. Where, where it's like you could you'll lose, but you're not losing. You're not losing like like looking looking terrible throughout 
the whole game uh, or just just completely useless. So that's that'll be the game to kick off the the Saturday, the Saturday uh, SmackDown, and then we have America versus Lobos Buap, and and uh, yeah, Ame is still they still have a game pending, which is against Necaxa, um, but but America is it's, they're coming off of a defeat to Pumas. It's a pretty good game. Uh, and, and I think this, this will help them bounce right back up. Just hosting Lobos, but, but Lobos, I mean, they won't be an easy prey, man. Lobos are in 10th right now. They're, they're, they've been, they've been decent. You know, so, um, America's still favorites though. What, what do you see happening here, Chickies? Um, uh, yeah, I, I sort of agree that. They're not going to, Lobos isn't going to just be really, uh, really a pushover or anything. I like Palencia and the chance he's been given at, over there. He's been doing, it seems like he's been doing pretty, pretty well. But, uh, I think it's going to be tough still against America. In this game, let's see. Yeah, this game is in the Azteca, so, um, it's going to be, t- I think it's going to be tough. <clears throat> tough, tough for Lobos to uh, to get through this, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm no, at their... I'm, I'm, yeah, America should take the win. I'm looking at their their lineup, and yeah, they, they've got some player. They got some okay players. But uh, America's just too uh, too stacked. They yeah. are, and, and and Miguel Herrera wants to prove he's not perdedor. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, there was a some guy that I think he works for Avon, and he managed to get press passes to the oh. Clásico <laughs> Capitalino as a photographer, and. He was on the sidelines and he started mocking Piojo, which is very similar to, uh, if anybody's seen Netflix show Club de Cuervos, they have something similar happen with some guy, uh, you know, mocking the coach, trying to get him, trying to get him, uh, red carded. And, and so this guy, uh, but, but Piojo, man, he, he, he ratted on him. He's a punk. Yeah. Man. He, He's a- <laughs> No, old Piojo would have started swinging. Huh? I think yeah, this, this. Well, I don't think he would have swung like the the clip that everyone's everyone knows <laughs> of Piojo is. He didn't swing nothing, man. He went like he kicked his shins and stuff. Like my daughter tries, you know, she kicks my shins, trying to hurt me. That's what Piojo did in that back in the day when he was a player. I guess he was giving it an interview, and some guy came back and talked smack, and then he went over and like kicked the guy's shin and like did some kind of karate kick that people do. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I don't like what Piojo did with this reporter. Sure, the reporter was wrong and everything, but uh, you go put your you go put your fist in the guy's grill or your your forehead in the guy's grill. You don't go and like he was looking to uh, looking for someone and to get rid of him. Well, <laughs> and once the, once the guy said he said, okay, we're gonna take care of him to him. Piojo was like, okay, I'm out of here, and that, his job me. was done, man. So the guy was so, yelling perdedor at Piojo. Yeah, which is pretty funny. It's pretty <laughs> hilarious. 
Like if he, it seemed that guy has because they doxed him and everything. Apparently, he did. It no, he has, he, not he apparently. Has, he did get doxed. <laughs> yeah, that's how we like know he Avon. works at Avon. <laughs> he's got other stuff going on, right, man? So, so like he is probably just there, you know, enjoying the uh, sideline photographer type of gig for a while, and took his risk. Someone probably hooked him up, man, for some yeah. Avon discounts, and they're like, "Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll put you in the field." Just, Although he just, did, you know, he, yeah, he did say the sort of like, it, it's not like he didn't totally care because he gave the phrase, which showed that he sort of like he was trying to get, he was trying to play it down. He's like, "No pasa nada, no pasa nada," and that, <laughs> that that's like, no, "Please don't do anything to me. Please, please don't take it away. Don't don't tase me, man." Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's don't tase me, bro. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, no, moving on, moving on. Um, Aguilas for the win. I, I, we're that's that's our um, right here. Our our our, our result. We're, we're guessing what happened. Uh, we have Monterrey versus Puebla. Monterrey uh, again. They're top of the table, and um, Puebla now has. Has uh, God damn! I always forget his name. Ballhead guy. He was with Las Vegas. He was oh, coaching. Uh, Chelis, that's right. Chelis, man. Chelis just returned to Puebla, and yeah. uh, they they've been the most successful recently under Chelis, and they they tied they tied uh they tied Pachuca one one in his debut, uh, but now they're now they're playing. Now they're gonna play Monterrey away, and I think Monterrey is just, you know, I, I think they're they're out to prove something, man. So tough, tough game for Puebla. Monterrey looking to hang on to that first first place, which um, even Leon could could take away. Just interesting. We'll get to Leon in a bit, but. Yeah, the big the big player right now for for Rayados is uh, the Argentine Funes Mori. He's their leading goal scorer with with seven goals, and there's been a lot of talk about him joining the national team. But he already played with Argentina, so it's it's not not likely to happen. The media still has been pushing that story, unless they know something we don't. I really doubt it. Um, um, some people say that they just want to cause. They're just everyone knows that he's ineligible. They just want to cause yeah. drama. They just want to cause beef for the for Tata. For Tata, man, he's just just getting started. Yeah, but but the fans not going to care just just because how good it's going for some of the the Mexican strikers right now. Um, so so that this, this game goes to sort of the. Uh, um, well, the the idea that I think we discussed on Twitter about the high high value teams, the high money teams like Tigres, Monterrey, doing well, yeah. which they're at the top of the table. Um, you even said earlier that Tigres is in need of some trophies. They have they've gone a little spell without winning. Yeah, anything. they they've hit a dry spell, man. Yeah, but they're I mean the two Monterrey teams are at the top of the table, which I guess indicates their money. But when it comes to Liga. Anything can happen, um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think Monterrey, um, they'll take this easily as well. 
Yeah, they'll take Puebla and Chelis' first defeat. Uh, and then we have Necaxa versus Cholos. And Cholos has been on the rebound. They they started pretty slow, but now now they they've been slow. You know they've been getting points here and there, and uh, they're in eighth place, which is Liguilla. That's Liguilla worthy, and uh, but they're going up against Necaxa, so that that should be that should be a good game right there. Necaxa are in fifth place. Just one point, you know, just by one point ahead of eighth Tijuana. But they have a plus four goal differential. So, you know, their attackers, their attackers seem to be doing good, especially with the Argentine, El Brian, Brian Fernandez. Yeah, he has six goals, man. He's one of the top goal scorers right now this season. And and he he could be one of those players, you know, one of the tournament players at the end of the season. So I think that that could be that could tip tip the scales in favor of of uh, of the Rayos or the either Rayos of Necaxa. They got Sepulveda and Lalo Herrera. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, that... but. Ventura yeah, but Brian is, is the he's he's the star he's, right he's, there, he's man. The main guy. Yeah, the, um, the, the you said, like you said background noise. You said Brian though. You said Brian. El Brian. Brian. <laughs> and I was like, man, is, is he Argentine? Is he Argentine? No, he's Argentine. I just saw this Mexican meme. You know, the the say it is el like they were saying. That's like, uh, that's like Guatemalan or Honduran or something. Brian. <laughs> well, is that where the meme came from? When it says, "Cuando la maestra dice apunten." But it is Brian, and they show the guy with his gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that El Salvador joke or something? I guess, man. I can't even tell anymore. No, but his I name is... Even... I had to look it up because I was like, is his name really spelled Brian? But it's, it's No, it's, 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 yeah. yeah. It's... That's, that's Argentina style. Regular spelling. Regular style. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have... I, I think that that would be one of the entertaining games uh, of of the week of the, of the match week. This this right here, Nikasa hey, Cholos. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's they're they're two that equal, be... equally equally skilled teams. Hey, speaking of the Brian thing, though, they do have Brian Brian Beckles on defense. <laughs> so Nikasa with two Brians. Beckles is he de Costa Rica? He's Honduras. He's oh, Honduras. Honduras. Close enough to tomato, tomato. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have an, another game that I think should also be pretty good, which is uh, Pachuca, Chivas. Pachuca is hosting Chivas. Chivas has been having a pretty good season. They're in fourth place. Again, they're coming out of a pretty good win. 3-0 over Atlas. And uh, Pachuca just... Oh! <laughs> that can only mean one thing. It's a John. What's going on, guys? John is here. How are John. We're, you came just in time. We're, we're, we've been going through the... We're doing a preview of the match of Jornada Ocho. Oof. 
So we're so, we're down to the last three games, and we're at we're at Pachuca hosting Chivas. Joel, did that uh, Chivas win over Atlas? Did it, did it taste like pura tierra mojada? It did. It did. And uh, especially the hat trick that really brought it home. Yeah, it was nice. It was. Uh, I'm sure that the uh, the Chivas faithful were. Anxious to see what the boy could do and, and, and to do it against their, uh, I would call him a rival, but I mean, can you really be a rivalry? Although, uh, <laughs> in, 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 in Jalisco, in Guadalajara, it, it is, it, it's well, a I mean, whole different yeah, ballgame there. I, but, I understand that. I know, I know it's a yeah. classico and I, it's a rivalry, but I mean, yeah, I mean, but doesn't, outside, doesn't no. win sometimes in order for it to be, you know, a rivalry. Wouldn't would it help for Atlas to win at least once, or win something? It's it's turned into when 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 uh, when siblings fight, but one of them, the older brothers, like older by like four years. I mean, so it reminds me of uh, it's like you, beating up your handicapped little brother. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it uh, you know, and, and watching the, the 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 match, I was thinking, man, when was the last time Atlas? And I was thinking they had a. When 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 Pocho uh, uh, Poncho rather uh, Alfonso I forget what his last name is Good Lord once again hard hitting oh, hard hitting facts here back in your drink <laughs> but uh, uh, the you know they're, they're the la, la, la joyita the, the the Poncho guy who they they ended up selling off to to uh, Monterrey you know he missed the penalty. And they ended up winning, but you know he's but he tried to do the the the, the panenka penalty and it didn't work. And oh. uh, and Atlas just frankly just hasn't been the same in that in that rivalry sense, and uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate for them. That's that a good they, memory. I forgot about that. That's a pretty good memory there, Yon. Yeah, it was. Uh, I wish I could remember the dude's name. <laughs> <laughs> he missed. He missed the panenka. He doesn't deserve to be remembered. <laughs> no. No, exactly. Yeah, well, there he is, Alexis. Alexis Vega gets oh, his, that's, uh, that's his first. Picture. His that's first the picture. That's the picture that sort of looks like Joel that I was telling him about earlier. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you, you mean if he gained, if he gained like forty pounds, <laughs> ten, ten year challenge? Ten year, yeah, that's a 20, ten year twenty year challenge, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I have to admit, I don't see it. It's, uh, yeah. it's the you face. Don't see it. Look, at, the face does. The face sort of looks. It looks like a Joel. I'm not even seeing that picture, man. I'm just guessing here. I'm, sh- oh, I'm sharing it on the Joel, on Joel the is as much, as much better looking than this gentleman that you've posted here. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like all of the Cantina Mekis uh, hosts. We're, we, we, we are too, you know, that's why, we're, that's why we don't appear on, on cameras because, you know, we don't want to break the internet. We, are, <laughs> we, 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 we would gain, gain too many Instagram followers. That's right, that's right. Yeah, so, well, not just followers, Instagram influencers, influencers, and for all of them, yeah. Then yeah. we would we would lose focus on, on bringing you guys the soccer news. Yeah, exactly, and then and then you know then people would start to wondering about the about the FOMO with with Cantina and make his podcast, and we don't want people to feel to feel like they're like like they're missing out. So you know, want to keep it uh, keep it reasonable for the for those folks. For those folks, so no, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. So you guys were were discussing the uh, the the upcoming uh, jornada uh, with uh, yes. 
with with, yes. with Nakaxa who uh, gave uh, uh, Tigres a, a spirited a spirited effort before losing the three two. In fact, in fact, they should have won, or at least at least a draw. I mean, that, they, they they call their 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 the equalizing goal offside. And if he was offside, he was offside by less than a millimeter. I mean, it was it was that close. I mean, it was it was it was just oof. It was it was it was so close that that that, that you, you couldn't tell one way or the other whether or not even even on video replay if he was offside or not. And, and if and if they called it offside, then you got to go with the original call. And I mean, it just there was no there was no way to tell one way or the other whether he was or not. The other the other Brian. Uh, there was another Brian. Yeah, two Brians. So yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, on the back on the Chivas. Uh, Sergio on the uh, on the chat says, "What what football legend will Vega be compared to?" Oh, <laughs> God damn, God damn! Why why he gotta take it there, Serge? I haven't I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any uh does, anything like that yet. Does Chivas? I mean, do they really have legends? I mean, well, oh I think in general, damn! In you gotta general, go back. You gotta go back like two lifetimes. At least, I mean, I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> just, I mean, who are you gonna say, Misael Espinosa? I mean, come on. No, I mean Buffalo to an extent, and then Ramon Ramirez. But in the grand scheme of things, as as much as I like those players, they didn't do enough to to put him at that legend status. You know, just being there for one campeonato, you know, one league championship, that that would just be too easy, you know. To say, oh, you're a legend just because you were in the well, team. Well, I mean, if, if, if you're going to use that criteria, then then the Venado Medina is a legend, you know. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, uh, you got to go back to to the 50s and early 60s to that Campeonissimo era. Uh, How sad is that, Joel? That 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 team is the most popular team in Mexico. This, yeah, yeah, you have to go back to Chava Reyes. I, is I the, think Search is an influencer here, to turning this podcast now to the Chivas Chivas trash talk. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. Well, we can, we can. Ese siempre puede ser rescatado. Hang on a second. Let's see, let's see what we got here. Let's see. Turn this little light on so I can see what I'm doing. There we go. Let's see. Well, here we go. What you just said. That's the wrong thing. Hang on. Primero que nada, hay que felicitar a Chivas porque ganaron bien. La neta, hay que dejarnos de tonterías. There you have it. America girl says Chivas Chivas won well. You know, it's it's uh, th- that is a good question. Who, who you know who who can you compare Alexis Vega? I mean, would it be you know, you know you you think of the great the great forwards and strikers of the you know of the last half of you know would would, would he be like a Rude Van Nistelrooy? Is that who we would compare him to, or maybe uh, you know like a like a like a like a Gertie Muller or um, uh, Mario Kempes? Damn, no, no, you're, you're going too high. Who knows, man? Um, kid has a good ceiling, though. So I, I, I wish him well. I think he could, he could do good, and then uh, move on eventually. Who was the uh, the other guy that came out of uh, out of out of Toluca that uh, everyone was was super high on, and then he was part of Hugo's team? Was it was it Santiago? What was his last name? What? It was part of Hugo's team. On the, the Olympic team that just they he, uh, like missed like two Santi or three. Santi Fernandez. Open yeah, there you go. Santi Fernandez. Santiago Fernandez. Wait, that was a, that was just from America. I don't think he was here in Toluca. No, he was with he was with Toluca. That's Santiago. Where he yeah, 
He, he was. He was. Wasn't the, he at, at Barcelona B? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, the, the Americanista, the kid. He just retired. Like he's like, God, I don't want to. I don't care about playing. Yeah, you're right. He was at Toluca and he was at Puebla. <clears throat> he he started at America uh, in 2003, and then he went to Barcelona B for a year. He returned to America, and then he he went to Toluca and he finished off at Puebla, and then he just then he just well, he's 33, I guess. He was like, I'm gonna hang my boots. Yeah. What could have been? What could have been with uh, with Santi Fernandez if he wouldn't have uh, you know missed you know three open net goals in the against uh, <laughs> Haiti in the in the Olympic uh, qualifiers for uh, you know speaking of Toluca, gentlemen, they had they had a rough uh, they had a rough after, they had a rough evening tonight. John, you just went back eleven years, man. I, for for the some of the stuff you forget, goddamn, because that's when you last played, two thousand nine. <laughs> you know, an, 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 another another uh, another promesa that had, that never uh, never seemed to pan out. For no, him. he he. You know what? I, I think he just wasn't like he wasn't fully invested. You know, <clears throat> right? He seemed to have a lot of qualities, but at the same time, um, he just seemed like that's just something he did. Because I think he um he came from a well-off family, and then he he always had like all these all these other things to do. So I, I don't think football was ever his his main thing. Ponchito Gonzalez was the one who did the uh, Ponchito the, Gonzalez, huh? The, the penalty kick that wasn't, and, and Atlas hasn't hasn't recovered since. God damn! Cursed him. That's right. And the old-time Panenka. And I, I hear Sandoval try to do the same thing against uh, against Chivas, and it and it cost him. It cost him a game when Necaxa. Necaxa misses out on the Liguilla by one point. Uh, that's sorry, it was Angel Sepul. I get my Angels confused. Angel Sepulveda, but they even look alike. They even look alike. They're probably like, you know, half brothers. At least, uh, at least compadres. But but uh, as I was saying, uh, boys, I don't know if you saw, but but Toluca got uh, they got roughed up pretty good tonight at the. Uh, in the Conca Champions, oh yeah, yeah. losing three nil to uh, Sporting uh, Sporting KC. And yeah, which... wonder. Go ahead. No, no, fin- finish it. I have. Uh... It makes finish me. Uh, it. it makes me wonder if uh, if it's time for uh, for el 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 el, el Chepo to uh... yes. To uh, make make an appearance because I mean, frankly, have you ever seen such cruelty? It was it, it was rough. It was rough for Toluca. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a, we're gonna skip one game. You could say we saved the best for last in our preview of Jornada Ocho. But yeah, uh, Toluca is is going away to Santos, and and Santos has Santos just came from a pretty good win. On the road to Cruz Azul. So if Santos continues their trend, if if they get a win over Diablos, who who they beat in the league final uh, when when they faced each other. Uh, so if if they hand the Diablos another defeat, yeah, that that could be it for 
or um, Cristante, because Toluca is, is pretty similar to Monterrey. Those teams that have been very close to winning the league title, except uh, Rayados have been just, how they say, poniendo toda la carne al asador, while Toluca has been sort of just maintaining, just just hasn't really brought any big signings to try to, you know, remain remain very competitive. But but they still have a good squad. Uh, so let's see what happens there. Uh, I do think a defeat could very well open the door for Cristante to let him to let him himself out. Yeah, Santos is right. Santos uh, won their game, so they beat Cruz Azul over the weekend, and they just beat a uh, marathon in the Conquest Champions. Beat, yeah, man. So they're and, running and we'll, on full cylinders. And yeah, and we'll talk about Irarragorri. We were saving one of those hot top talking points for for you to come in, Yon. So I guess after we finish, we could shoot on because he had some important things to say. There was a football uh, conference. What was it, yesterday or today? And a lot of the league owners had some interesting things to say. And he, he made some good talking points. You know, so the we'll uh, be... you're right. The, the, the trash-talking Guarita was there, too. And uh, she actually, frankly, stole the show with, 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 with this comment. Club America, they suck. So, you know. <laughs> no, so uh, Ira Ragorri, uh, the, the yes. Santos president, who actually, you know, made a you know he he positioned his team uh, frankly quite uh, quite impressively he said you know we're not we're not really about championships we're about the process and when the way that it's worked out for us is that in the past you know we've averaged a championship about every 3 years yeah and i think uh, it's the best average right of, yeah of i mean there's no question i mean i mean and, and you know and, and this is you know santos is a team that that we 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 can't uh, we can't stop doing nothing but just just lavish praise on them and the way that they've been set up and not just you know recently but over the the, the course of time that they've been in Liga Mekis since the since the mid 90s I mean they've they've I mean outside of a couple of bad years where they ended up of, of all teams with Pumas in the in, in the fight for the Ascenso like 10 years ago uh they've they I mean they've they've constantly battled for championships they're always in the Liga they're they're just a good team and so it was interesting to hear him talk about uh, not just not just that aspect of it, but but, uh, but but in talking about MLS and how you know the, the you know the thinking is, is that you know that Liga Mekis moves forward. You know what options do they have? And one of the options they have is to is is to have a kind of a, like a combined uh, league with, with with MLS. And I don't necessarily think that it's going to be like they're going to get rid of Liga Mekis and get rid of MLS, and it's going to be one league. I think what, what's going to end up happening is that they're going to have they're going to have a competition and then it's going to be during, during their seasons. And I think it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be great. I think it's something that this is something that we've been, that at least said here on the, on the, on the podcast, we've been talking about for, you know, as long as we've had this podcast really since the, yeah. since 2015. It, and it's, it's been hated that way for a long time. Uh, just, just that I think for the most part, a lot of Liga MX clubs were, were against it. So we had what was it called the Superliga? Right, that Superliga. Seven oh eight, and it was uh, you know oh, two nice. groups of four. It was two teams from each league and in the thing, and they had a round robin, and then the 
semifinals and a final, but it was right in the middle of the of the preseason for Liga Mekis, and they played all the games in the U.S. And uh, it, I mean, it really wasn't a. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't consider like a quote unquote proper competition, but I mean, it was a competition, and uh, I think Atlante won one. See, that's when Atlante wins. <laughs> well, that's but, uh, that's similar to Copa Mekis. I, I just think uh, a lot of these. Uh, club owners, Liga MX, they always seem hesitant to play tournaments. They only seem to care about the Liguilla, and, and then they don't they don't care much about about other tournaments. Which which we even saw sadly with some of the clubs doing this in Libertadores, where, where they weren't even investing or, or taking some of those games serious. Man, I gotta and, tell you, I remember when when, when Monterrey won the league. And they weren't in Coca Champions. It was the first time they'd won it. And they had, you know, this was when they had the Chupetes and the and and, and the Nigris when he was, you know, playing as well as he was, just as just like just, you know, as strong a team as they could have. So they go to the Libertadores and then and then it was Bucetich, the coach, he sends his reserves to all the games and the you know, losing in the groups. They're just like <laughs> Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, just I, I the, think and and you could see that like rubbed off on fans where a lot of I see I see in social media a lot of the Mexican fans they don't even want to play. They they just like oh what for and, and what is this good for? But tournaments competitions they're always good. It's always good to play this, and then the more you play, the better. A lot of these tournaments become, and and eventually you build the rivalries. That's lacking right now because teams don't play each other that often. So so we're lacking some of these rivalries. But there's potential for some really good rivalries. Um, as as you know, like like I would like to see Chivas play either Galaxy or LAFC just because of some of the players that they have. Sure, and it's and, oh, hang on a second, and it's not just uh, you know. I mean, it'd be nice to see like like you know the 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 New York uh, you know NYFC play Blue uh, America or you know some of the uh, you know Tigres play some of the you know the Texas teams. Or Monterrey play some of the Texas teams, you know, because of, of the proximity. Yeah, they're not too far. It's, it's true. This um, is this is a lowering of standards, though, man. Oh, instead geez, instead, geez, instead of on. instead of looking at this tournament, this tournament is like Superliga, which was you know, and Conca Champions, which is sort of like we, that, we have names we have names for it, like Conca Chafa. We have, but it's starting. We, we play down to it, but no. We, instead of instead of working and making all of this, and like he even said to 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 have this tournament or whatever. It's going to improve our our competitiveness and and things like that, and make our players better. Like I think he even said to that of Europe, right, or something like that. Yeah, but see, you have to keep playing it. Do that with, like, do like, that with Conmebol, though, man. Do that with uh, Libertadores, not with MLS. Yes, but worry, it's, it's worry a about getting thing. Libertadores back. There will be, there will be, but even Libertadores wants MLS teams to be part of it. And at, at first, I, mean, I was thinking, okay, is this going to replace? And John answered that with. With, with stating no, it's not going to replace MLS, uh, the league or Liga MX, but it's going to be a, a separate tournament along, you know, during the same time, um, but, which in my mind sounds like a replacement for Copa MX, which I, I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too. Yeah, but, but see, that. that's how you build up tournaments, though. You well, just I mean, have you to... can still have Copa MX too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, Copa MX. Is... The way it's set up is just absolutely, just insanely ridiculous with the amount of games that they play. I mean, they don't have to play, you know, six group games. 
the way that's they gonna be stretching. That's going to be stretching. They they could do lot. they could do the group just for like the lower divisions could do some type of like tournament, and then they could face off against the first division sides in in a knockoff. Yeah, I, I think it's just a money grab. I think everyone's seeing they're they're following the Molero model with the national team. But they but want, it's not much of a money grab because because a lot of the teams have still been very like resilient to play these cups. A, a lot of a lot of teams aren't taking them as Copa MX. They're not taking it as serious as they should. And it's also I also see it as I mean like we're talking about it here as because we live in the states as there's an interest for Mexicans that live in the United States to see their club teams play uh, MLS teams because they get to easily go to yes that's to, me to a game so that that's it's sort of like a, it's it's like a selfishness type of thing selfishness well. what <laughs> yeah like you no. want to see your team you want to see your team like I, I would I would I would want to see Pumas play not necessarily. Uh, Austin FC, but I'd want to see Pumas play uh, River Plate or uh, South, uh, a South American team in Copa Libertadores. I'd like to see that. And if I have to travel to Argentina or wherever, then then oh well, I got to do that. But to see a Liga MX team play LAFC just because it's nearby or whatever, um. I don't, I don't think no, that way. But, but well, it's the reality like... is, Chiquis, is, is, is that you are the exception, not the rule. Yes, uh, I was in San Antonio last year for a, for a Molero between Cruz Azul and I, I can't even remember who the other team was. Uh, I think it was Monterrey. And this is in San Antonio, right? And this was at the, at the, the San Antonio uh, uh, SAFC soccer stadium, which is on the north side of town. So it seats about between fifteen and 20,000 people. The place was packed. And this is again, you know, this is Monterrey. So you think that this is like Monterrey country, and and, and fifteen thousand uh, Cruz Azul fans were in the stadium. Yeah, I agree. That's like that's like when Pern was would say, well, "I'm still, I would always take take my family to go play, uh, to go watch the national team play uh, Paraguay <laughs> and Phoenix." Like like people are gonna pay for those moleros. Uh, recently, you see a lot of people like complaining, like you know. You know that it's a Molero. Who cares about that? But Why I don't think that this tournament money? is going to. I mean, if it does happen, I wouldn't necessarily think it would be a Molero tournament. Now they can certainly uh, uh, organize it that way. But 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 I do think that if if you know, in 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 the way that um, the gentleman from Santos was describing it, I mean, it's, and 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 of course, you know, I want to throw my own personal uh, you know touch on it. I mean, if if they make it a straight up one off, you know. You you draw it and you play it as it as it's drawn out, you know, home and away, you know, wherever it happens, happens, and then I think it could be it could be great. It could be a really 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 fun tournament. And uh, yes. I mean, but if they if they if they turn it into like a Super Liga where they like they have like you know, like you know four group games and then, yeah, then then they are, you know, at that point they are absolutely you know trying to uh, you know extract blood from stones at that point. Which uh, hopefully, I mean, and of course, you know, we're all, but this is just, just nothing but pure speculation. But the reality is, is that, you know, I mean, it's not like Liga Mekki, you know, outside of, you know, Tigres and, and occasionally Monterrey, uh, Leon, and, you know, maybe Tijuana, uh, Liga Mekki doesn't draw very well at home. Uh, you know, very few teams sell out. You know, most of them, 
I mean, I was watching the Cruz Azul, uh, not the Cobamekis, but even even their home game against uh, whoever was it they played over the weekend. Like ten thousand people at the Azteca. I mean, it was pathetic. This is Cruz Azul. You know, it's 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 uh, it's sad, and uh, you know that's you know become more of more of the norm than the exception. I mean, there's uh, you know, I mean, if if, if you're gonna if you're gonna you know only draw that, then you know why on earth are you are you wasting your money leasing out the Azteca? When you can only fill up, you know, fifteen percent of it, why bother? You know, go play at the at the Diez de December if you're going to do that. That's a, so. What would the MLS be to to solve that? I'm not saying that the MLS would solve it, but what I'm saying is is is, is, is that these leagues are joined at the hip. Their their futures are a future that they're going to have together. And, you know, as, as Joel said, you know, it would be great to see, you know, Chivas play the LA teams. It would be great to see, you know, just, just, just to foster those kinds of rivalries. And it would be even better if there were, uh, you know, Mexican players playing on MLS teams and American players playing on Liga Mekis teams. It would just, it would just, it would just foster a, just a really, really, really good rivalry between the leagues. And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but I, but I do think that, uh, that over time, I do think that the, he- that the, you know, the, the leagues need the leagues need each other, and that's just Ch- the reality. Chiki's attitude reminds me of the old old attitudes, because he even even when Champions League started. Yeah, yeah Chiki sounds like Vasco Aguirre in in Jean Ju the night before the Mexico U.S. game. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> it. <I'm>, uh... <laughs> no, no, but but just just think for comparison's sake. Uh, thinking of Champions League, that was a tournament that France football whipped up, you know, it, it started from a magazine, and it was, you know, you, you gotta say, how many teams besides Real Madrid took it really serious? Uh, if you read a lot of the how England felt about some of these tournaments happening, they thought it was a waste of time. They saw football outside of England as being beneath them, and and I, I see how that attitude Mexicans have it for CONCACAF. They, they just see a lot of the games or tournaments as being beneath them. Uh, uh, and I I, well, just just let me finish. I, I think, yeah. and, and a big part of that has been it's like, like just because we forget, we're, we're we're easy to forget stuff. We forget how difficult it used to be for Mexico to qualify to the World Cup back when there was less tickets. Uh, how Mexico wouldn't dominate the Gold Cup back when that tournament was hosted by other countries, when it was hosted in Honduras or Costa Rica, stuff like that. We All of this success has been fairly recent, from like the 90s, mid-90s up on, with Gold Cup always being held in the U.S., which is basically home field for Mexico, you know, or Mexico hosting it every now and then. So we start discrediting all these countries, man. Yeah, I don't think I discredit or see them as beneath fully. I mean, I, there is a there is a level of that. There's a little bit of that. But I'm more of the attitude of being a, Mexi- a Mexico, the country type of fan, that I think Mexico themselves have the quality to do what they need to do to be better players and better a better league and everything. And they don't need uh, – I'm especially disturbed by the uh, – to help improve our quality as a league, we need MLS, which I don't. I don't see that in a bit. I, I think uh, Conmebol is the the solution for that. 
Um, but I do, I do see a, a possible yeah, but the thing about tournament. Is, is that Mexico's never going to go to the tournament. I mean, the Libertadores, it's, it's nice for them to think that they can play in that tournament. But uh, unless Mexico leaves CONCACAF for good and goes to the Comunibol, those are just, it's just, it's just not going to happen. No, you know, and, and even, even when we talk about Comunibol, there's basically only like two, there's not that many teams, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're just harping on, on all the success from Argentina and Brazil. But even then, there's not that many teams that are like outright that strong, especially outside of those two leagues. I would, I would think they're stronger than any MLS team. I would rather because th- those guys aren't going to they're going to see a Mexican team come over there and they're not going to be wanting to be pushed around. They're going to they're going to fight. So I'd you, you do that. realize that when when Tigres faced River Plate, Tigres had the way better squad. I mean, that they yeah. shit the bed is a whole other reason. And this is River Plate, the historic team, man. A, a lot has changed in in. Conmebol, man. It's not the Conmebol we remember, dude. Uh, especially in clubs. It's a big reason they want they want Liga MX and they want MLS too. Yeah, uh, I'm they... just fearful. I'm just fearful of the extreme and, and I think some people are, are talking about it, but um, I don't think I, I'll it's tell you what happen. makes it I, I, you know the thing is that they take least they take that tournament very serious because that's their bread and butter. That's the vitrina that's the showcase to send their players abroad, not just Europe, anywhere abroad. That's that tournament is it's is that's the main showcase, man. Yeah, Mexico. That's like needs their to bust American Idol tryout, huh? Mexican clubs need to bust through that thing and start doing showing them, you know. Well, that's that's like we said earlier. A, a lot of teams weren't even taking it serious. They didn't even care. Exactly, and 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 and, and that's the part that's so frustrating. I mean, how many times have you seen? I mean, you know, the, the the one example I already cited was you know Monterrey League champions had you know the strongest by far the strongest team the Gamecocks had ever sent to Libertadores and they play it with the reserves. You know, Club America is, is playing the semifinals <laughs> against uh, against Sao Paulo, and but it's the same night as the Liguilla. So what do they do? They send all their best players to the Liguilla instead of going down and playing that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I still, I still think that's the. I mean, yeah, that's. I don't agree with that decision, but I'd rather them send reserves to that higher level of a tournament than to than to be an equivalent Conca Champions. Now, I don't, I don't agree. The, the extreme thing that I was talking about is a lot of people are talking about that they're going to get rid of Liga MX, get rid of MLS, and have a combined league, and that'll be the whole. No, local I don't thing. think and that's, that's not that's, ex, that's extreme craziness. Now, I, I agree with what you guys seem to be saying, which is okay. The leagues stay the same. Maybe get rid of Conca Champions. Get you know, not even start a Super League. Conca Champions is not going anywhere either. Okay, so then I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, that's a, that doesn't make sense. That's too many. That's too much. What do you mean? That makes sense. They, they don't. They, they only play Conca Champions in the second half of the, of the season. So, and like, and you look in Europe, you have Champions League and you have Europa League. Yeah, and then and each and each uh, each league yeah, those has are separate though. The League Cup, and then, and then they have the uh, the Federation Cup. Yeah. Those are separate. Those are separate leagues, though. Those are separate teams going to each tournament. Are we going well, to yeah, have? Se- are we going to have the top, the top tier teams go to Conca Champions, and then the lower team t- tier teams go to? Uh, That's how it was happening whatever. in Libert. 
How you think Chivas played so many Libertadores? <laughs> okay, well then, I, that's that's a solution as well. That's that's fine as well. I sort of, I, I would rather see, I would rather see the Conca Champions. Well, I guess that's that's something. It's but I'd rather top see like one every... tournament four and then five two eight. Uh, the other one. Why why not have one tournament with all the teams? Like give everyone a chance between right, Liga right and MLS. Right now, it's pretty difficult just because of logistics traveling. But I think that's that's we're still a few years away where the travel will be less, you know. I would rather see that than uh, well, I guess there's various options, but that that would be an interesting you know proposal a, a tournament between all the MLS teams and all the Liga MX teams, and then you know push aside Conca Champions. And... But they did have they had remember the Merconorte and the Mercosur. That would be a near a near solution to what you know, replacing the two leagues without replacing the two leagues. Because, uh, yeah, I think some people think the idea is that they're going to replace the two leagues, which... That's not going to happen. Is, yeah, it's not the case. But, I mean, I do think that, I mean, I, again, I've been I've been advocating for Liga Mekis and MLS to play a one-off tournament for for years. I think, I think it would be just outstanding. It would be a great... Uh, well, we have that the the sort of with the Conca Champions, and those and those games are exciting, like because there is a nor there is sort of you're you're playing off the Mexico U.S. Ri- uh, rivalry, if you want to call it, and those games can get heated. Like, will MLS actually, uh, you know, beat a Mexican team in Mexico? That was the that was the, uh, you know, the stand the bar back then when it w- didn't happen, and now it's will MLS actually win a. <laughs> Uh, a Conca Champions or a, a tournament against the Mexican League. So yeah, it's it's entertaining. Yeah, it is, and uh, you know, and and you know, the fact that there's no there there's no international tournaments for Mexican teams or for MLS teams in, in the like in the Mexican in the Mexican Apertura. Then I mean, it, to me, it just it just makes all the sense in the world to play it then. And and the way I would do it is. Uh, I would take the uh, the eight teams that made the Liga in the previous incarnation, and then the uh, however many I forget how many MLS, like it's like twelve teams in MLS, which is you know a little high, but uh, you know you know take the eight, the eight best and just and just do a straight up you know one off knockout and see how it plays out. You got some. Uh... Interesting chat going on from a new guy, Ibero Gallego. And Sergio are chatting it up. But I mean, you know, I, I've been saying for you know for a while now, you know, what happens to to Liga Mekis when MLS starts getting, you know, the the same quality South Americans or better South Americans? Because I mean, let's face it, Liga Mekis isn't strong because of the local talent. You know, it's stronger because of the of the imports that they have. It's been an importers' league forever. Once, yeah, you know, going into the chat, so Ibero, Ibero saying that he would rather he would rather play Molero Conca Chafa than let MLS into Libertadores. And something we've talked about here at the Cantina is that MLS is is going to be expanding, I believe, up to thirty teams. Thirty-two. Thirty-two teams. So where do you think they're going to get the majority of talent for those teams? They they paid what 
over 15 for Piti Martinez. Uh, River Plate president already talked about trying to negotiate with MLS, basically become a farm club for the, for the league. Hey, for them it's good. They make that type of money because Europe wasn't willing to pay $15 million for Piti Martinez. They wanted to pay 10 or under. And, uh, you know, for Comebol, they're going to yeah, send the PT players where the money walk, is. Walking into the league is already the league's best player. Walking into He's, the league. <laughs> but, no, but, see, this league is willing to throw that money. They, not too long ago, they offered Tigres $10 million for for the Chileno, Edu. Uh, so Edu Vargas. Yeah. Um, and and uh, well, Tigres turned it down. And uh, I'm pretty sure after this season, he, I think he would, he will probably go just because he's not playing – He's not playing right now. at Tigre is not not as he should, as much as he should. And but, don't forget that uh, you know Morelia gave away their you know their best player to Seattle Sounders. Yes, yeah, Peruvian international. Do, is- do you know how offensive that is? Like we're Peruvians. <laughs> <laughs> but expect to see more and more uh, top tier Sudamericanos in MLS. That's going to make the league more attractive in South America. And and a lot of those players are going to want to come to the U.S., man. That's just the reality of it. I was reading today earlier how one of the reasons Marcone left Cruz Azul, he went back to Argentina with Boca, was that he had been, they robbed him at Mexico City. And, and you know, it's unfortunate some of these things that happen in Mexico that are happening, and it just turns off some of the players Uh we heard it with the Morelia president talking about how half the team has been extortioned. So, you, you know. Right. And don't forget, uh, you know, what was it like five, six years ago when, when, when India Ciudad Juarez was in the league, <laughs> the uh, Colombian players would send their family back to Medellin because it was safer in Medellin than it was in Juarez. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's when if you're this is, a, I mean, if, Wait, that's, that's another let, thing I don't like, dude. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, let me just finish this, Cheekies. But yeah, dude, look, look, Peter Martinez with, with that transfer, uh, he, he made about $4 million off of that transfer. He was not going to make that money going into Europe because they, they didn't want to pay that, that clause. Uh, so with him, that's, that's it. He sets up his family back home. $4 million, buys him a house or two, puts a business, and they're set, man. You can have a lot of asados with $4 million. <laughs> That's that's what a lot of players want. Ultimately, man, they come from they come from really poor places, and and if if you come up, they'll they'll take that. And so we do expect right here in the cantina in, in the next years coming that this league with a lot of the money because they're throwing a lot of money, man. It's it's insane when you see the numbers. It's it's just insane. It, just like LAFC buying the franchise for a hundred million, they build a stadium. However, that much cost, and then they, and then they they plunked another thirty million for a training center at Cal Arts, oh Cal State, someplace. But that's a lot of money, man. Just just to start the team, just to start the team. When when Leon returned to Liga MX, they paid like four million to buy the to buy the franchise. Four million, dude. <laughs> so I mean, right now the money's right here. It, the sponsors. The TV money and the gate, it's, it's all going to be here in the U.S. So that's – and they know it. They, they, they know it with the Copa America, uh, the Copa America Centenario. They made so much money 
that they already want to make another one. I think 2020 might be it. And there are, 2020 also, Libertadores final. They're talking about playing it. In Miami. In Miami or L.A. So, I mean, it's you don't all, have to all, like this league. You don't have to like this league. But, it's all about well, the Yeah, Benjamin. exactly. It's a business. It's a business. Chiquis, uh, nobody plays for free, man. Usually yeah, you're but, watching these teams. There are millionaires running in the field. Yeah, like it, but it's it's all about the Benjamins. It's all about comfort, and it's all and it all goes back to the attitude that Carlos Vela has about watching NBA and or watching the Lakers or the Miami. Yeah, how how, how dare guys want to make have their some have some just, have just, some pride <laughs> for your country? Like I, I understand to a certain extent, and it's like the there's no you're not allowed to be a billionaire. It's sort of it's sort of like that. Have some pride for your for your country, and and and. And of course, yeah, there's extortionists, there's bad things, and there's crime everywhere. There's crime in the United States also. Have, you know, you see Alan Pulido in his Instagram, it looks like he's living in the, the, the lap of luxury in paradise over there in Guadalajara. There's, no, it's there's not many, all There's bad, many great things. Like, if, there's many great things, and, and it's sort of like you're a sellout almost. Not, not, oh, I'm, not fully, I'm not fully saying why is that. that. Why is that so bad, Chiquis? Again, I don't understand why... Why? Why you always? Uh, well, not you. It's, people, it's, but, but, but why it's, it's looked down upon uh, for, for guys to make decisions? You know, the best decision for them and for their family. Why? Why is that so? Terrible? Yeah. Why? Why? Because because why, why can't family. why can't you go back to your country and contribute and make it a better place instead of complaining that oh some guys calling me up wanting a wanting like five thousand dollars? If you make well, what, your what, what money, would you and, do, what would you do? That's what I would do. You, you would do that? Yeah, and, and, if, and, I, and, if and, I was Carlos Vela, I would go back to Guadalajara. So when, when you're being extorted, go, well, this is just part of living, and this is just part of, you know... This, this Chiquis would turn into Liam Neeson from and, 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 and a lot of that is fear. A lot of that is just fear tactics. You hear all the news oh about, God. oh, Mexico, Mexico is all these... Like, <laughs> they're going to get their head chopped off. You're going you're gonna to get murdered. The narcos are there and all this stuff. And and and, and it's just all in the U.S. It's a, the fear for going to Mexico to even go on vacation to Mexico. And 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 I don't like I don't fully like the whole love of the United States or I'll, I want to live in the United States I want to be comfortable there I want to make dollars and, and that's you know I think that's spreading it's been in Mexico for a while and it's spreading down to South America now and maybe that's the reason why all these guys well, are because these players are, are going to follow you know yeah I could I could just I, I just you know there's I just really want to you know lash out at these guys that want to live comfortably and anonymously. Yeah, yeah, just you know, what what a bunch of jerks. But the, you, know, you can this, do that. You can do but that. Is, this is the other thing you have to take in mind. Uh, your career can be short lived. An injury. There's a lot of things that could happen, and that's it. Your your career is done. So if a lot of these guys can cash out early, they're gonna do it. I mean, Europe doesn't have. All the best yeah, players but, because it's Europe. They have it because they're paying yeah, them all this Car- money. Carlos Carlos Vela is not going to be poor going to Chivas. Neither are the Dos Santos brothers going to America. They're not going to be poor. <laughs> you know, they they might not make. But they're not uh, going to make seven million dollars a year like yeah, they're making in Los Angeles. They're not. They're not going to make money that's they're probably never going to use like they would in Los Angeles. Sure. No, but see this. This is also the other thing. Once you're in a certain bracket, like once you live a certain way to maintain that lifestyle, it costs that much more money. Remember the great so, Patrick Ewing once said, "Yeah, it's true. We uh, we do make a lot of money, but you guys have to understand, we spend a lot of money too. We spend a lot, yeah. 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 That's true. Uh, and and you you could look back at a lot of former players and how many of them just went broke 
or how many of them now have to still kind of work the work the circuit, man? Uh, you know, you see them at the fan fest. I really don't think they want to be there. You know, I think they have better things to do on a Sunday than and the sign autographs at the, at the FAMSA. Yeah, being outside of the 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 stadium fan fest, you know, taking pictures or signing autographs for yeah, State those Farm. Yeah, those aren't top tier. Those aren't top tier players, though. Those what do you mean? Wait, Borghetti, Sage, the all those guys have done it. Man, all the top, all the top seleccionados, you'll find them at the fan fest for, for they, McDonald's. I don't for, think they're for forced. To, I don't think they're forced to do that. They're not I forced, they but I'm making a, a point. Well, because they need money, man. They don't. No, I don't think they do that to, out of need either. What? I don't think Borghetti. Luis Hernandez, I don't think they. Well, Luis Hernandez is another issue, but I don't think Borghetti does that out of me. <laughs> hey, man, you, you'll be surprised. They're not going to say it, but I do think uh, they end up accumulating all these costs and then they end up having to do some of this stuff. Well, he, he's, he works for. Isn't he on ESPN? That doesn't mean anything. So it's, so as part as part of that deal, you know, if he's going to go cover a game, of course they're going to ask him, "Hey, can you can you do no, this?" No, that's a different that's sponsorship. Can you do, can you do a solid for us and, and go sign these the fan fest? Can you go sign autographs or whatever? Sure, he's gonna no. That's okay. that's when they get like a. And that has nothing know. to do with their ESPN. This this, yeah. this is the way for them to make their own money. And well, it's yeah, not he's, he's going, going there anyway. But it, but it's not just it's not just soccer players. I mean I mean there's there's former baseball players, football players that do all these autographs and. You know, they charge you know hundred dollars for an autograph or February yeah. or whatever it is. It's uh, I mean, it's a it's a it's it's a good way for them to make a fast buck. And uh, now I'm not saying that you know those are the prices that they charge, but yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, if 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 they didn't, I mean, honestly, do you want to spend? You know, and, and you know, you know, it could be that you know maybe they just need the adoration. You know, some some people just need to be adored. You know, Joel needs to be adored. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need likes. That's right. I need, I need more likes in my Twitter. That's right. Man, you guys are making me uh, a, a like Pulido even more. I'm gonna give him likes on every picture he puts. Dude, the only reason Pulido, now I remember said Pulido went back to Mexico because he had no choice because no one he, he couldn't play anywhere else. He didn't yeah, go back like, to Mexico because he wants to, you know, serve as kind of you know that's be, he went back to Mexico because that was the only place he could play. And, and 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 it wouldn't surprise me like that that huge fee that uh, that that Chivas had to pay, you know that the part of that went to Tigres. It wouldn't surprise me if if they ended up docking his pay to cover that. So he's probably been in debt for the past couple of years playing. So you know, let's uh, you know if 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 Bolido had a chance to play in Spain instead of Greece or or, or Mexico, you know. Let's not pretend that, that he. I doubt Polito's in any kind of debt. That he made some sort of patriotic duty. I doubt he's in any kind of debt. So yeah, he's he's enjoying it not just in well, Mexico. See, that's what he's I'm it's like, why do people not you chickies, but but why do people have to equate? You know, especially when it comes to soccer, especially in Mexico. You know, why is it that they have to equate it to like 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 the army or like, like it's some sort of like their patriotic duty to play? you know, in Mexico or play for the national team. And it's a yeah. national disgrace if they don't play for the national team or if they don't play for Pumas or whatever it is. Why is that? I've never quite understood that. It's like, it's, well, do you understand if, um, say, for example, uh, what's a good example? Memochoa, if he came back from Europe, would you like him to go play for Chivas? Me, I would. I would take him. 
No, if if what would you think of Memo if he decided to play for Chivas? If you were an Americanista, oh, if I, I don't or, know. Or Raul, Raul Jimenez, if he played for if he came back and played for Chivas, what would you think of that as an Americanista? Hey man, look as a Chiva, I saw I saw Massa return and play with America and win the league ter- title, man. Uh, I don't blame him. I mean, it sucked because I would have wished him to come to Chivas, but I understand why they do it. I mean, look at Hugo Sanchez. He he didn't return to Pumas. He came to America. Okay, and we, we've seen it. Look, uh, Pelayas, Americanista, played at Chivas. Uh, Hermosillo, retired. Chivas, too, with Cruz Azul. And Luis Garcia, another, another uh, what was it, a Pumas America guy. There's something to, to be Chivas. said, though. There's something to be said of someone who sticks and is faithful to their team. Um, oh, that, that doesn't always, exist always, no more, Chiquis. Exactly. You're, you're romanticizing the back then you, you when it, it was there. the amateur you, you right there. semi-pro. It's romantic. It's romantic. It is. You see the kid. You see the kid kissing the 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 shield on the on the jersey, and, and people just go crazy. What about did that What stuff. did Chicharito do the first time he scored for Manchester United and in, in against the MLS All Stars? The very first goal he scored. <laughs> what did he do? I don't even know. He he, he kissed the crest. Yeah, he was kissing. He was kissing butt to his new team. <laughs> Tiki, that that old time you said it. It's romantic. Those, it's romantic. Those it's ideal. They're gone, man. They, they they don't exist no more. I'm sorry. And, and that's sad. Is that sad? Because it's money. It's money grabbing. It's like the Molero attitude. It's the whole MLS. We or the the Iraragori talking about going to uh, improve his. It's no improve your quality. It's you ever I seen Almost Famous, Chiki's? The movie yeah. Almost Famous. No. Oh, I, about, lo- I love that movie. About the rock band that, that never quite made it. And, and, and Jimmy Fallon it. plays a concert promoter. He like, works for the record company. And uh, he, he gives a speech uh, where he's, he's like, you got to get what you can while you can. And uh, again, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I mean, that's just, I mean, that, that, that's just where people are. I mean, how many times do baseball players, when they when they sign a huge free agent, kind of, well, it wasn't about the money, you know, they go from, you know, the, you know, the World Series winning team in, you know, Mudville, right, and then they go and sign, you know, this eighty million dollar contract to play in Tampa, which you know won thirty games the year before. It's not about the money. It's, of course, it's about the money. It's always, you know, you know, people make this. You know, I know that fans take it very personally when when players leave or when you know decisions are made and this and that and, and, and i do too but i mean i i, I cannot and, and and i don't begrudge an athlete for for making a decision that's best for him and for his family chickies i mean are you are you loyal to your company right now the company uh, you work for are you loyal to them there's yeah there's there's yeah. a loyalty <laughs> And, when, and, and if another company says, we're going to offer you, you're going to do the same thing for us, we're going to pay you double, and we're going to make it easier for you to do it. And you say, well, I, you know, I'm loyal to my company. I, what, 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 would you, what would you do? It depends, because there's certain things that even if there's been certain benefits. Okay, so they, 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 they meet all your it's demands. They meet all your demands. What would you do? Oh, then, then of course, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 where is your loyalty? You just told me you're you're very loyal to your company. Yeah, that, that's that's not a that's got that mercenary. That's, that's not different. That's that's sort of different. How's it different? A little, a little bit different. How, how on earth is it different? Chiquis? A company, a company is 
The company is. What do you think the football clubs are? Yeah. The company is different. They, they it's stopped not... being clubs years ago, man. They, they, a company. They... I don't wear my company jersey around and, and kiss the crest of my company jersey if I do something for the company. I don't. Uh, well, because like... it's different attitude, you know, just from a well, sports thing. thing. Like you're a very loyal to me. There's a different type of loyalty. You sound like you're very loyal to me, Chiquis, if you don't kiss the crest. But <laughs> the, there isn't even a crest. See, that, add that add, add another everything. layer of security to your... <laughs> See, it's, a, it's apples and oranges. It's not apples and oranges. There, is, there isn't even a crest in your it, company. It's not apples and oranges. Like, Who you're wears ma- their you're making the decision based on what's best for you and for your family. Who wears your company t-shirt to the, to the Sunday picnic? With that's the all these guys are doing, Chiquis. Yeah, and, that, and that's good. They can make their decisions... But it comes to a point where, okay, I'm going to make 15 million, or or should I, you know, you know, settle with 12 million or 10 million and go to the, go well, to. The I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I would, what me. I would like to see. And it's something that the that the NBA has done, and and frankly, I t- I tip my hat to the NBA. I have they have the Larry Bird rule, where, where where they where a player can sign for more money if he stays at a team. Like it doesn't count as much against the salary cap, you know. It's like it's like eighty five percent of this, whatever whatever the rule is. I think that's fantastic. I think I think I I, I, I the, don't get me wrong, cheekies. I, I mean, I'm you have to understand. I'm a, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and when they were just destroying people in the early nineties, and and knowing the free agency was coming and the salary cap was coming, you know that that team was going to get decimated because they weren't going to be able to afford to keep anybody. But if they if they would have had like a Larry Bird rule, then you know the Cowboys would have won you know five or six Super Bowls easily, easily. You know they would have gone on, on on a ten-year tear instead of a four-year tear the way they did because they just they just couldn't keep all the guys. So I mean there there is something to be said about about rewarding loyalty, but 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 there has to be some incentive for a player to you know to have their loyalty. Because here's the other thing. There's uh you know you, you ask these players to be loyal to the team. Is the team ever loyal to the player? And the answer is no. They're no. The, the minute the minute that that a team can find somebody better more attractive, maybe even a little cheaper, they jump at them every single time. So, so, the, the, so you, can get, you can get mad at the player, but how, how come no one ever gets mad at the team for, for making those decisions? Um, that's the player's fault as well. Oh, it's the player's fault. Well, why is it the yeah. player's fault? Because you gave, the, you gave the team the option that there is another player. And, and then there, there are complaints, like the Moises Munoz. <laughs> I will complain about that, you know, all day long. I did, I did back in the when we talked about that. Uh, I don't know. Wait, complain, what what did the way they treated Moises, you know, the way they just dumped them. But but gaining weight, tortas Muñoz. Tortas, yeah. <laughs> and and the player and the allowed. Is una mierda. Man, I keep hitting the wrong button. Sorry about that. <laughs> the player, the player, you know, if, if they're not a good. If they're not a top tier player, then of course the company's going to be like, or the team is going to be okay. You know, I have better options. You're going to sit the bench. So that's but the if you're the role. if you're the top tier player, yeah. If you make yourself, if you're you know you take the talent that you have or whatever, or you just have the gift, and you're the top tier player. There is no way the company is going to disrespect you or is going to not treat you with you know everything you deserve. And now, how, if all how of a sudden you get an injury, how many how many players do you think get that kind there's, of treatment? There's very few. The there's world. very few. And there's very, very few. There's very like, few maybe that will... three or four, maybe at the most. Yeah, and there's very few that have like Ronaldo that can just, um, you know, retire right now. Or or settle Ronaldo if he wanted to, he could like 
go play with uh, Liga MX. Take a take a, a hit in his salary, and uh, go play in Liga MX, and he'll be fit for life. And plenty of other players could have done that. Also, Vela, I'm sure, could have done that. Um, Chicharito, I think, is no, set no. For life why right would now. Vela ever go back to Liga MX with the way that Chivas treated him? Ever? Okay, don't go, don't go to Chivas. It's Chivas mistreated him, but did, okay, let's take for example Chicharito. I'm sure he is set right now financially. Mm-hmm. Does he have to go back to? Does he have to go to MLS and make tons more bank, or can he yes. go back to Chivas and? What's know, wrong with making bank, Chiquis? Well, he's but got enough bank. He's got bank. enough. He's got enough bank. Says who? He is set. He is set right now. Says I am who? sure he's set. Says me. Says who? Why? I am sure he is set right now, and he can go back to Chivas. And and is he going to make a dollar a day in Chivas? No, he's going to make bank in Chivas. Maybe not. Maybe it's not as much as LAFC or or uh, Miami or whoever. But he's going to make retirement bank in Chivas enough, you know, more than enough for what he needs and his family needs and his kids or whatever come, come, you know, next generation. Um, but, he, you know, he's not going to make, you know, maybe a ton more that he could have made in MLS. But at least he's going to come back and give Chivas fans that watched him grow up as a youngster. Um, you know, the same Chivas retire. team that almost, that almost told him to, to quit the game? Yep, same team. <laughs> that they were very close to passing up on on him altogether. That team. Andres, Andres Guardado can come back to Atlas and give them a, a title that they've been dreaming of. This world is going to be in one leg when he returns. Well, on one leg, <laughs> he can do it. That's that's the that's the type of player I look up to. I don't look up to a player who goes to Miami Heat games and LA Laker games and Dodger I, games I, and stuff. I, I think that just that's just and the clubs. Gets, there's there's a big disassociation and then gets smacked between down the, by the player by, and the clubs, though. I know, but you're not going to see it in Mexico just because the way the football is handled. It, you're more likely to see it in Argentina, and and you see it like Tevez returned to Boca and, and he could have gone to China and made made like twenty million, but he he returned, uh, and and you see it with. A lot of other older players that always come back, but but it's it's more than just the club. It's also tied to like neighborhood and, and more things. We we just don't have that in Mexico, man. Where where it's it's that those close ties, they're just not there for for many yeah, you reasons. Have, you have Mexicans with uh, Real Madrid shirts or uh, Juventus T-shirt <laughs> on jerseys on. No, no, but but it's part of the club thing too, not just you know. It's just part of it, and, and it's Chiki's. What shirt? What shirt did you wear yesterday when you were watching Champions League? Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> a jersey? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't wearing a jersey. You weren't. Nah. He, he watches football shirtless. I was wearing a t-shirt. He's <laughs> wearing a wife Peter. I don't. Even, I don't even have a. Uh, well, I do have an old Real Madrid shirt. Chinkies, you're, you're so, too so, much so, of a do, do you hold this standard just just Mexican players, or do you think that every, every player from every country should at one point go back? Or is it yeah, just I mean, it depends. It depends on the. So, the so it's situation. just Mexicans. No, any any player. It depends on for any player. It depends on the situation that they're in. Oh well, well wait a, a second. Top, now you're, you're telling me now for any player, it depends on the situation. But for Mexicans, they're held to a higher standard. No, for Mexicans, the same for Mexicans, South well, you, but, American, but, any player. 
okay, but 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 here you are telling us how it's their patriotic duty that they got to. I didn't back. say patriotic duty. You know, it's like the military. Said, they got to go back and do this. No, not military either. It's also like I was I was I was going off a little bit on the uh, I guess not the political but the the social side of and it goes along with the, the the Mexicans wearing or even you know any type of South American Latin American whatever you want to call it wearing a Real Madrid jersey a Honduran wearing a Manchester United jersey. There's this honor and love for European teams, uh, and then there's this interest or desire to live in the United States for whatever reason, be it Hollywood or NBA or, um, you know, the, the almighty dollar. And, and, and I don't, you know, I don't particularly like that. Uh, if, if in, like I said, if it depends on the player and their situation, if a player, you know, is tight and they're like a mid tier type of player and they're tight on money and all of a sudden, Atlanta United gives them a, a contract that, that's going to set them up. And there's no other home team that's going to, you know, be able to provide for them. Then, then take it, sure. But if you're a Chicharito and you you and I am sure that he is he is banked and he is set, then why not take a little bit less and go to Chivas? Well, Raúl Jiménez, if he is if he's set after his stint in Europe, go back to America, retire in America. So is that, is, is that what you would do then professionally yourself? If you work if somewhere I, for if, 15 years if, and then you go I was set, do real well and then you go back, I'm going to go take less money to go back to go back to this place. Sure. You would do that? Exactly. If I was Raul Jimenez right now and say say I got a, I got transferred or I got loaned or not loaned but uh, transferred to let's just say Manchester City and I just started dominating won a, a Champions League cup and then his and then his uh his years were over he was he is set financially sure go back to America if Atlanta says hey I'm going to give you 5 million more than America uh, he's already set bypass that 5 million and, and and go back to your club you don't need no 5 million I want to be like uh, uh AOC and say you know, billionaires are not needed. <laughs> what you're going to die, and then there's going to have like five million dollars in the bank that's not going to be used, or something. So it's going to be. Yeah, I'm sure his kids wouldn't wasted. mind using it. Yeah, they'll they'll already have the other ten that he's got. But it, it depends. It depends on every every scenario, and I don't blame Carlos Vela. It's fine. You know, stay do that. If Chicharito goes to Miami, do that. That's that's cool. Whatever you want to do. Um, I would, would you just, would you begrudge Chicharito if he went to Australia, which I think is a, a very real possibility for him? I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge it. I might Why make not? fun a little bit because I don't. I mean I don't. I don't. I might I'll make make fun of him. I won't. You know I, I wouldn't really care. Why would care. you make fun of him? You know because he's just going after the money or whatever. But I would. But this is the difference. I would hold in high esteem and respect tremendously if he would go back to Chivas. And this is this is me as a non Chivas fan even. And that's that's the that's the main point, is the respect and the admiration would be much greater, not just as like a player and the greatness of a player, but also as the attitude. Well, let's hope Chiquis that when he uh, when when he goes back to Chivas and he's given his uh, his, his introductory press conference and say you know and I want to thank Albert Gampa for 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 setting me straight. 
on, on, on why I should have come back because, you know, I, I was I was not going to make any moves uh, unless I had the respect of, of, of Albert Campa to make this move. Yeah, he should. He should do that because that'll be a lesson in morals to him. Money doesn't buy money doesn't buy everything, <laughs> or fame, or going to Ibiza every uh, every summer. Yeah, endeth the lesson. <laughs> oh, listen, uh, you're bringing back the old clips, eh? Hey, uh, a- a- amen to that. <laughs> uh, we got off. We got off our, uh, on some rants here. We didn't even cover the... Uh, I think Poet said we were saving the best for last Pumas yes. and Leon. It was Pumas, Pumas Leon matchup. Pumas <sighs> <laughs> Puma, Puma's flying high, but Leon is going to be... Uh, Leon's number three. What's up with that? Well, it's, it's just the number of goals that Leon has scored. And, uh, you know, I, I, I watched an interview with... Uh, with with JJ Macias today, and he was talking about the the, the, the difference in the locker rooms of, of Leon and and Chivas, and uh, he basically was saying, you know, I don't understand why. Of course, I'm paraphrasing here. You know why Mexicans have to be the way they are? Was was what he was saying. He says, you know, I mean, you know, my locker room is full of foreign dudes, and we all get along great. You know, when I, when I was at Chivas, there was a lot of tension. So I thought that was uh, so. Obviously, he's not going back to Chivas anytime soon. Oh yes, he is. Come on, Jon. That that was a good point, though. What did he explain? He he said there's a competition, or there's like a what did he say? Um, not celos, but envidia, or something that he, in between, you know, between he did, Mexicans. He did come into a broken locker room with all the shenanigans going on, and then you had this one group that was lobbying because you had a big split between. What was going on between um, Iguera and and Mati? <laughs> so it created a bit of a divide there, especially after Matias left. So there, there was some desmadre going on, and this kid came in right, right, right on to that. And I think that was just not a good environment for him. They've gotten rid of a lot of players. That was one of the reasons they let go of so many. They seem to still be on board Team Mati, even though Mati was still not around. <clears throat> it seemed to me like when I heard him, it seemed like there's a there's a certain level of competition between Mexicans because they're all competing sort of in a way to the to the, for the national team or to be like the top Mexican. And when all your teammates are Mexican on Chivas, then it's like there's an internal. Uh, competition between everyone, whereas if you're foreigner, um, you know you're just you know you're just a random teammate. Uh, that's what I got the impression. I might be wrong on what I read. Jesus, what saying. don't make me laugh. He <laughs> could, you know, it could be, but he's he's on the loan. The buyout clause they they put it at like 15 million, you know, so that. They're kind of like not trying to sell him, uh, so I don't. I don't really see Chivas selling him. If he has a super standout season, uh, if there's interest from abroad and a good offer comes along, maybe they will sell him. But I do find that in the best interest of the club to bring him back and have him for like a year or two, 
And I do think, because uh, we did spot that Chihuahua Comet, and I think he could he could pull it more into orbit, having this guy if he continues to play the way he's been playing so far. But, uh, Well, yeah. he's already, I mean, you know, the Chivas front office are so vengeful, like like most Liga <laughs> Mekki side, that, that if, you, if you talk bad about them publicly, that he's never going back to Chivas, so. Uh, you know, I agree, I agree with that, but... But I also think the fans have been more, more in tune recently with everything going on, and and I don't think the club can afford to keep, to keep, um, you know, pissing off the fans like that, uh, especially now that they managed to right the ship. So I, I think that's that's one thing they're going to be very careful with, uh, how they handle that that whole situation. Um, there is a comment where he did talk about returning. So there's. You know, it's all over the place right now with the things he's been saying. Well, like I said, uh, you know, the back to the Caballeros, in my personal opinion, is, uh, you know, I guess when it comes to business, you know, I can kind of sort of understand it, but the the the, uh, the, the personal stuff is, is the stuff that always gets in the way and, 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 and the vengeful spitefulness about it is what... Uh, is, is 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 the part that seems to stand out the most. So any time that you uh, badmouth a club, especially when you play it for, then you know you know Mr. Macias is uh, if, if if they don't. Uh, so here's what I think is going to happen: now. he'll play out a season in Leon, and then he and he's on loan right now. They won't pick up the contract because back to the Caballeros, and then he, and then he's, he's he'll he'll basically be blackballed from playing. Period. Because he had the nerve to speak his mind. Yeah, but he's a kid, and he hasn't said anything really bad. You know, he's crit- he's, he's been a bit uh, critical, but I, I think uh, I I don't think it's like not salvage salvageable. And I think it's everyone's best interest. So I do think he's going to be a seleccionado, and and I think Chivas can't afford right now to be without players like that without having any representation in the national team. Uh, so, yeah, I could see this yeah, how, how, how many Chivas Olympic. players were on the national team at the World Cup? Going? Former Chivas or no, just... No, current. Yeah, like, zero. Like, like that were, is it, think about that. The yeah, one zero. Team that, has the, 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 that fields 11 Mexicans in Liga Mekis on, on the field on any given time had zero representation on Mexico's World Cup team in 2018. Zero. Bupkis. That might that might have also been because of Osorio's uh, system and his. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you know, Rodolfo Pizarro. Yeah, Pizarro you know, should have probably about uh, Osorio. You know, it's like, well, I'm better off playing this. Book. <laughs> All right, well, they, you know. So bold yeah, strategy, so Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I, I don't think it did. Yeah, some things aren't aren't just. So there you have it. Yeah. Well, um, gentlemen, I'm gonna have to sign off because I've got to get up. Uh, I'm, I'm heading up to Oklahoma tomorrow. So. Hey, what? what real quick before you go, what you mentioned? Uh, Cruz Azul had a really low attended game. What? What? What game was that against? In the Azteca. 
Well, the uh, their Copa Mekis game only had like fifteen hundred people, but I mean that's yeah. Copa Mekis. But the the the, the one over, over the weekend in the league. Oh, in the league. Yeah. I was looking at Santos. the Santos. They played Santos. Yeah. Okay, that wasn't the lowest attended. I'm looking at the the Liga MX has a the attendance. The lowest attended for Cruz Azul was in four uh, uh, week four. They played Tijuana. It was ten thousand <laughs> in Damn. the Azteca. God damn, that's that's piss poor, man. Last week was Lobos Querétaro, six thousand though. And you gotta think how many of those are season ticket holders. Yeah, but six thousand in, in the Lobos <laughs> stadium is, is three quarters full. So yeah, Lo- yeah, Lobos is. Let's let's you know put that in perspective. Yeah. You know, ten thousand. No, ten. is ten percent full. Yeah, at the ninety k Azteca, man. It's it's not ninety k anymore, is it though? No, it was a hundred and ten, I think. Well, it, it's got they, like oh, it went it went down to ninety or eighty nine. Okay. They they did uh, VIP, you know. Yeah. That's VIP and. Los tables, los los tables. <laughs> yeah, they added some luxury stuff. So there you go. Goddamn, ten, not good, not good at all. Even more reason for Senor Caixinha to get a good result. Yep. Tomorrow. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to sign off. Uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your podcast. I need to uh, right, before I head out to, right, uh, to Oklahoma City tomorrow. So I will talk to okay. you guys later on. Okay. Have a good one. Cheers. Later. All yeah. Right, what else you got? Or do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's really no news right now. Uh, just the league. Uh, we covered every everything pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, hasta Good. la próxima. Good discussion. And uh, maybe next week we can try to get uh, another one going on. If you got, if you and John do one, maybe on a Sunday. Maybe we can get one going on the uh, early week, Tuesday maybe or Monday. Yeah, we've been trying to do Sunday or or maybe Mondays just to do a a quick league recap, but it's kind of hard to get everyone on the same page. Yeah, we'll we'll try it though. So I guess thanks, Will, for coming on. Thanks, John. Thanks everyone for listening on the chat. Let's see Sergio, El Dan Man just came on late. Ibero Gallego came on. So enjoyable, enjoyable night discussion. Yes, so, don't forget to hit that subscribe button or, or, or at the very least give us a like. Yeah, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, follow on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube and Instagram as well. I need to get going on more Instagram stuff, but um, very good stuff on the, on the Facebook. Oh, I, I have one last thing. For any other, um, for any other people in in Los Angeles, the Pasión 1927. I think I'm getting the year right. They're having a a little get together at the Red Lion Tavern, so I will be there. It's this Saturday, or is it Friday? Chin. Okay. I got, <laughs> I'm getting the day wrong. I think it's tomorrow, Friday. Uh, wait, or is it? Cool. Oh man. It's one of those days. I gotta check. I gotta yeah. check the invite. But, say hello uh, to say hello to Afro for me. Yes, he will be there. They're doing their one year 
anniversary. So cool, hopefully we'll get something from that. Yeah, I'll try to uh, – maybe I'll post something out on that on Instagram. I followed them on the, on the gram, so – all right, man. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week as we discuss more of the Mexican football. Check you guys later.